What you are about to hear are accounts of real pro wrestling events. Some names, mostly ours, have been changed to protect the innocent. Welcome to Snap Judgments. Welcome everybody to Raw and Order WBU. This is your boy Justin JLB. Welcome to Snap Judgments. And this, of course, is going to be your Raw recap. And, uh, of course, of uh, this is brought to you by Tat the Tatness Co. Network. You can find such great shows as The Dice Box, um, Basement Bullshit, Carpool Shenanigans, of course, The Tatness Co. Uncensored, and a bunch of other ones. You can definitely check them out at tatnessco.com. There is tons of tons of podcasts there and they just keep updating them with new ones new shows so like this you will be good of course we are there as well so definitely check us out um without further ado though we are gonna get to your raw recap for june 29th 2020 so Raw starts off with a double championship signing as Drew McIntyre will be facing Dolph Ziggler at Extreme Rules and Sa- Sasha Banks will be facing Asuka as well for the Raw Women's Championship. However, things get crazy. People start end up hitting each other and so on even before Raw technically started. Essentially, Samoa Joe gets everyone calm, and both of them do their promos for separate each. Drew McIntyre says that Dolph Ziggler is always the bridesmaid, but never the bride, and he could just never get it done. Um, and Banks tells Asuka that she will be Becky, not Becky, Jesus. Banks tells Asuka that she will be two belts, Banks like the ring to that that sounds awesome certainly better than dose straps bailey uh that kind of sounds nope i like the banks one better she is the boss she is the blueprint um and she and her and bailey will be basically dominating the whole damn locker room and yeah and then basically asuka starts screaming and then goes and punches Sasha because Bailey is being annoying with her screaming and then of course the men start fighting too and then we basically end up getting a match for tonight to end raw which will be Sasha Banks and Dolph Ziggler versus Drew McIntyre and Asuka. We do see a little interview backstage. Um, Garza is talking to the referee, and then the referee kind of just excuses herself. He's trying to sweet her up. She's not falling for it, though. Charlie then comes and asks what Garza was talking about. And, of course, Zelina doesn't like Charlie, and she says, Listen to Buckchuck. It's none of your business. Just trying to make sure that the match against the Viking Raiders is fair. Big show, though disrespectfully comes out and says listen guys i'm going on next smurfette tell your boys that he calls them ferrari or something like that um and he says tell your boys that and he's going to the ring right now to address randy orton clearly garza and andrade are feeling disrespected and then they show a clip of what happened last week with seth rollins and dominic 
So Big Show comes out, basically says he wants Randy Orton to come out. However, Andrade and Garza interrupt, saying that Big Show's basically not a legend. And, uh, you know, basically saying that Randy Orton was right. Zelina Vega then gets involved. However, the nature boy comes out. And he's basically saying that Big Show has to watch it. He doesn't want to play with Randy. And that, you know, Big Show's already a legend. He can just accept his fate. And that's it. Uh, but if he keeps messing around with Randy, he's going to get those three famous letters. RKO. Um, in the meantime, though, he'll let Garza and Andrade have some fun. Viking Raiders then come out. And the first match of the night will be Angel Garza Angel Garza and Andrade versus the Viking Raiders. This match is pretty decent. You know, all right, not too bad. Um, essentially, Gar we see Garza and Andrade have a little bit of a, a scuffle again, a little disagreement. Uh, even though Zelina Vega on the uh, commentary booth is basically saying it's an ex it's non-existent. Um, Andrade at some point ends up leaving the match and then comes back, but ultimately they do end up getting the win off of the Viking Raiders, uh, but there is still a little disagreement between the two and Andrade storms off by himself. Like I mentioned, decent match. Um, you know, I'll, I'll give this match a, a, a 3.2 out of 5. Um, I like how they intertwined it with the Randy Big Show thing. Um, that's pretty interesting. I imagine they're going to keep using the Big sh uh, the Andr Andrade and Garza with the Big Show. This whole feud kind of going on between Randy Orton and Randy Orton's henchmen are going to be Garza and Andrade. We'll see what happens, though. After that, though, we do get a backstage segment with Ruby Riot and the Iconics. And uh, this is, you know, it was nice. It was pretty cool. Basically, Iconics are making fun of Ruby Riot being of loan. The Iconics mention that they have each other, at least, and so on. Ruby Riot then challenges one of them to a match, and it's going to be I. Iconics told her not to try and say it. They went, She wouldn't have the golly. She does end up saying that she'll beat them up, and it's going to be Iconic. I liked it. I actually want to see more of Ruby Riot's comedic side. Um, you know, see what happens there. And yeah, so she's going to have a match with one of the Iconics in that regard. And should be a good time. Well, you know, should be an alright match, I guess. Next up, though, we got the 24-7 Championship mat match as R-Truth will take on Tazawa. And uh, this match is short and sweet, I guess. Uh, not sweet, though, because Tozawa lost the 24-7 championship. Like, not only do you give this guy the championship and you build up his new gimmick and so on, and I get the gimmick is lame, but holy hell, you make him... Like, I don't mind R-Truth being the champion, but can you please stop crushing Tozawa and his dreams? Like, god diggity damn, this guy is such a phenomenal wrestler, and I think everyone by now knows how I feel about Tozawa, and I'm just PO'd. Ultimately, R-Truth wins with a roll-up pin. Uh, he basically acted like he was injured, and then he did get the pin. Can't really rate this match. I'm rating this match a 1.2 out of 5 because I am not a happy camper. Congratulates to R-Truth. R-Truth then runs uh, as the ninjas try to get him and so on and so forth. Tezawa is no longer your champion and R-Truth is. What are they doing with Tezawa? I hope his contract is ending soon. I don't think it is, but oh my God, go to AEW at least or something or anywhere else where they won't treat you like a jobber. That is it. I'm fed up. Let's keep going or I could rant on this all day. So
so you know Seth Rollins wants to ask for forgiveness and we see that backstage and then he goes outside uh, well, into the ring and I'm like oh he's gonna forgive Ray of course he's not he's asking for forgiveness for what he will do to Ray in the future Ray and Dominic end up then coming on the Titantron and says that Ray wants to also get forgiveness but for his son Dominic because he told his son that he's gonna have to go to extreme lengths worse than what Seth Rollins has done to him um and yeah so basically this is still kind of going on umberto and uh umberto and alistair black do end up coming out and they are going to go one-on-one with seth rollins and murphy so this match should be pretty interesting yeah, so like really decent match. We end up seeing, uh, you know, first of all, Seth Rollins do a knee from the top, uh, a standing knee from the top, like he usually does when he's doing his running knee there. So pretty cool there. We also do see end up seeing a Carrillo doing a 619. So if you're interested on how that looked, you can certainly check that out. But decent match. All in all, though, Seth Rollins ends up winning with the stomp. And uh, yeah, pretty good match though. I'd give this match a, a 3.6 out of 5. I thought it was um, good. All these match, uh, all these wrestlers are phenomenal talent. I feel like Seth Rollins was a better wrestler when he was a face though. I honestly do feel like that. Um, so yeah, but at the end of the day, great match. And uh, Seth Rollins gets one up on them. Um... I'm curious to see if we're going to see a tag match at Extreme Rules or if we're going to see anything at Extreme Rules or it's going to be a one-on-one. Will it be Seth Rollins versus Ray, or will it be Seth Rollins versus Dominic? Uh, is it maybe too early for Dominic to uh, do a wrestling match? We shall see what happens. Yep, yep, yep. So after that, we get a tribute of The Undertaker. We get a tribute video package. Of course, they were doing the tribute on SmackDown uh, the week before. So yeah, that was nice. You know what I mean? He On the last episode of The Last Ride, he mentions that he is retiring um, and that, you know, unless Vince really needed him back for something. But essentially, he has retired. Um, and then, yeah, we after that, we see Ruby Riot basically working out uh not natalia but rather lana comes and starts telling her that you know she feels uh she's sorry for what the iconics did she doesn't seem obviously uh too sincere and she just mentions that she should be mentored by such a phenomenal wrestler like natalia so clearly lana and natalia are going to be some kind of stable I don't think Ruby Riot's going to be part of it, though. She doesn't want to seem to take the bite. So before the Ruby Riot versus Peyton Royce matchup does get on your way, it is also mentioned that Charlotte Flair has fractured her... Uh her left collarbone. Um, I don't think that's real. Uh, it's just a play on uh, what was kind of went on last week with Nia Jax going crazy and injuring her. Uh, or maybe, you know, she just needed some time off. I didn't see any reports of anything legitimate happening, though. So maybe this is just to kind of lead on to that story there. Uh, but next up, we do got Peyton Royce versus Ruby Riot. Man, and I kind of forgot how good Peyton Royce is as a singles competitor. Like, oh my God, that brain buster was crazy. Um, Peyton Royce wins with the brain buster, clearly, uh, against Ruby Riot. So Peyton Royce takes the match. All right, match. You know, it's like a three out of five, if you will. Ah, you know, no, 3.5 out of five. That 
four no 3.5 out of five for that match that brain buster was wild it was kind of a quick match ish but uh decent still to say the least Seems like Andrade and Garza are going to be doing double duty because they next up they do got a handicap match against The Big Show and this is pretty much just a squash. Big Show basically annihilates them. I think the reason why they generally just did this match was to showcase that there is still animosity between Garza and Andrade. Garza ends up leaving Andrade this time around and then Andrade gets punched in the face by The Big Show with that gigantic hand and boom one two three point out though selena vega actually follows um actually follows uh garza this time so that is pretty interesting next up though we do got mvp versus apollo cruz um you know basically apollo cruz is saying that uh, well, not Apollo Cruz, but MVP comes out first. MVP mentions that, you know, Apollo Cruz is very disrespectful, that people should be glad to take his advice because he's been a champion and he just wants to give back. And that's why he respects Bobby Lashley so much because Bobby Lashley gave him that opportunity to give back with the successes that he's had. Apollo Cruz then does come out, says, listen, you're just being selfish. You're not trying to give back and so on. Then the match begins. All right, decent match. I'm really still impressed by MVP. The fact that this guy can still go, uh, you know, keep in mind this guy. Well, I did see a documentary recently that WWE has done where this guy has been with M, like he's done MMA stuff. He has, I think, his own training school and stuff like that. So MVP definitely kept into shape. But this match was decent enough as it is. However, Apollo Crews does end up taking the loss as uh, Bobby Lashley ended up getting involved. Not for the U.S. Championship, though, but I imagine that is something that's going to come up. Lashley then comes in and does the full Nelson on Apollo. Ricochet and Cedric Alexander do come out and end up one end up basically attacking Bobby Lashley to remove the full Nelson, which does lead to an impromptu match with Ricochet and Bobby Lashley. And yeah, so. This match happens, and they make Bobby Lashley look good, and make Ricochet look, well, whatever. They give Ricochet kind of a fighting shot, uh, but honestly, I'm sick and tired of how they treat Ricochet. Uh, it's almost as irritating as how they're treating Akira Tozawa, but Ricochet has been there for quite some time, and I don't know what it is, but for some reason, when they try to make Bobby Lashley look good, it just doesn't matter. It's very weird. He has everything going for him. Uh, you know, and now MVP is the mouthpiece and so on, but I just don't care for him. I don't know what it is, but I just, ah, like, I don't know. I, I just find it's very odd. Um, it's just not natural to me. Although, you know, he's been there for so long and so on. Uh, I think it's how they're trying to make him look strong and they end up failing somewhere. Like, I just don't believe, like, I get it, he's a strong guy and all that and he's got the muscles and so on, but I just don't believe it. So that impromptu match happened. Uh, Lashley ended up winning, but then Lashley ends up doing the full Nelson, which he won't let go of, which ends up bringing Cedric Alexander um, out to the ring. All Cedric was doing was just trying to look 
uh, out for his men, and then he does the same thing to Cedric. Um, I don't know. First of all, why aren't these guys in a tag team situation? Like, what are you doing with your tag team division? These guys are two phenomenal talents who mo who definitely should be uh, tag team champions. I wholeheartedly believe that and uh they're just both two phenomenal talents cedric alexander also hasn't been getting uh, much use of either as this a uh, bruce pritchard thing paul Heyman was the one trying to kind of giving them a push um and now with bruce pritchard maybe he's not getting that anymore but anywho that's this match and these segments and so on so we're gonna move on to the main event of the evening which will be oscar andrew mcintyre versus dolph ziggler and sasha banks and so uh the final main event here uh like i mentioned drew mcintyre and oscar versus dolph ziggler and sasha banks you know what it's pretty good it was a decent match to say the least all our great talent obviously um we still had uh, bailey uh, on commentary which is always fun i do find her a tad a bit annoying sometimes but you know what she's really gotten comfortable in this heel position i remember way back oh, way back a uh, month and a half ago where you know, mentioning that Bailey never said anything, she was kind of annoying, she was actually more predominant as a face, and even though she wasn't even doing anything then, so I liked her at commentary, but the match itself was decent, the match itself was good, uh, we saw a little bit of everybody get the get the best of each other and uh this may be more excited for the sasha oscar match though um as it just seemed that drew was just pulverizing dolph and it looks like it's just gonna be a squash dolph didn't seem strong but maybe that's why the stipulation does come into play dolph ziggler can pick a stipulation for the match um and I hope it's a good one. It has to be kind of a gimmicky stipulation, maybe like a Hell in a Cell or something like that. Something that would make it more exhilarating because I don't see Dolph Ziggler winning and I'm already noticing it two weeks before the show. So the stipulation does have to be nice. Um, but yeah, really excited for that Oscar Banks match. And um I'm kind of hoping maybe Banks wins, man. I, I want to see Banks as champion again. Last time she was champion, she didn't have it for very long. And I think she's a phenomenal talent. She's been away for quite a while. When she came back, she never really got that title push. So really stoked for that. And I'm hoping that does happen. But great match. This match, I'd give it a you know 3.4 out of 5. It was decent enough. Wasn't the match of the night. Um, but overall, a somewhat decent Raw. If I'm going to have to rate it, I would give a Raw 3.8 out of 5. Uh, I don't know. That might still be a bit generous. The whole Big Show thing was just, you know, a lot of Big Show time there. And they didn't even promote the Big Show show season 2 a lot either. So, I don't know what they're doing. The whole Andrade Garza thing too. Uh... You know what? Now that I'm talking about it, I think I'm going to get a bit of a lower rating. Uh, 3.5 out of 5. Um, you know, I don't know. It's just they're kind of just doing the same things over and over. The Seth Ray Dominic thing. Uh, you know, uh, Drew and thing. Now it's the big show and the Garza, uh, the Garza and Andrade little feud that they have there. 
Um, Lashley just full nelsing everybody with MVP trying to, you know, Lashley and Apollo. Like, it's just the same recycled stuff week after week after week, and I'm getting fed up with it. I find that now they're just dragging everything along. Like, they don't know what else to do. Yes, I get that they switched writers and so on, but what did you do that? You did that, like, three weeks ago, a month ago, a month and a half ago? Time flies. I don't know anymore. But it's been a hot minute. And I think I'm done with it. So 3.5 out of 5 is my final verdict for Raw. And um, since this was a little bit late, I do have the ratings for you. And yeah, so I got it here. So Monday Night Raw drew an average of 1.735 viewers on the USA Network. This is down from last week's 1.92. Um, and this is the third lowest number for Raw ever. And this is only ahead of the May 4, 2020 edition at 1.686, and then the June 1st, 1.728. Uh, a little bit more details. Raw was number three, number six, and seven on cable for the day with 0.48 ratings for the 18 to 49 demographic. This time last year on the July 1st, 2019, though, Raw drew a 2.496. Obviously, this was pre-corona. And uh, the July 2nd, 2018 Raw drew a 2.707. Um, the hourly breakdown is 1.862 for 8 p.m., 1.751 for 9 p.m., and 1.592. Um, yeah, and honestly, there was nothing special. Uh, maybe people are just getting sick of the same old, same old, too. I completely get that. There was nothing really uh, that you know, added to Extreme Rules aside for the stipulation. So 1.735 is your average for this week's Raw for June 29th. And yeah, I mean, uh, I guess they're agreeing with me. Th final verdict, 3.5 out of 5. If I go on, I might give it lower. So let's just stick it there. But that is it, guys. Thank you, though, for listening. This is your boy, Justin JLB. You can follow me at JLB420 on Twitter. Uh, Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8 on Twitter as well. And, of course, anchor.fm slash RTR. Of course, you can follow Raw and Order as well at Raw and Order WBU. You want a shirt? Are you not a cop and you want to support that you're not one? You can go to shop.spreadshirt.com slash Raw and Order WBU. Order it there. You can find all the links in the doobly-doos, which is also another shirt that you can find at shop.spreadshirt.com slash raw and order wbu uh, that is it that is all my marketing tatness codes where you can find us as i mentioned earlier but that is it guys thank you though for listening 3.5 out of 5 is my raw review cap and that is all ciao for now